What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first installment of the Cabbage Cart Podcast, a podcast where we'll be discussing all things Avatar. We are your hosts. I'm Ricky, and sitting across from me is Austin Clark. Ricky and I have been longtime fans of the Avatar universe, been enjoying it since its release in 2005. Here we are on the Cabbage Cart Podcast, ready to be a part of the discussion. We're going to be starting off with the new Rise of Kiyoshi and Shadows of Kiyoshi novels written by FCE. Let's get into it. Avatar Kiyoshi is now my favorite avatar. Oh, no I doubt. love her. I no love doubt. her more than Aang and Korra. I grew up on Aang and Korra, <laughs> and now you guys, y- y'all just dropped some Kiyoshi stuff. He's so excited. He's throwing pens across I, the room. <laughs> I'm so excited. I dropped my pen. <laughs> Let me say, I hope that there's more content. I hope that Brian and Dan. And FCE. And FCE all come together on one thing. So FCE is the author of this book. And he's been on, um, currently they're doing online panels, the live stream panels. He's been on like all of them. And I feel like he is definitely solidified in Team Avatar now. Yep. 100%. Yep. yep. So I just want to give a little shout out to FCE though. Um, because the whole story behind how FCE got to write for avatar is mm-hmm. really fucking cool what is it so he uh, uh did you know this no no no. tell me you know oh okay so what what happened was he was uh he wanted to get if i remember correctly i may be butchering it but if i remember correctly he wanted to get into like story writing and he wanted to like kind of find some way to get into writing whether it's comics or or tv shows or something like that and he was in the middle of watching avatar the and last he, airbender okay i do and he wrote an episode for season two. For Sokka. First, and it was Sokka's master. Yeah. He that re- they eventually made into season three, Sokka's master. Yes. Yes. So he kind of introduced the idea. He's like, because if I remember correctly, what he said was, man, he's like, Sokka doesn't, he didn't get anybody to learn from. Right. Yet. You That's know? the whole point of the episode. Yeah, exactly. Is that Sokka feels left out. So he he's wrote a this first episode. Is this little, it was like a fan fiction is what right, it was. Right. And then it. And it ended became up a real reality, episode. which is yeah. super cool. It was so good that and then they he, made it. He did such a good job on that that they allowed him to write the Kyoshi novels. And you know what? It wasn't. They were right to be like, it doesn't have a fit in season two, in book two. No, yeah. Because book two has starts with, you know, it has four episodes basically of just adventuring. But then the rest of book two is one big story. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens with book three. Uh, book three starts with um, some adventuring episodes. I'm, I'm going to avoid saying filler episodes because they're not fucking filler episodes. They're not filler they're, episodes. They're dude. Avatar adventure episodes. <laughs> and it fits perfectly into book three. And the fact that that uh, Master Pian Dao is a member of the White Lotus. And he's like, no, the sword... The art of the sword goes beyond nations, and that's that's the the mentality of the White Lotus is is we're bigger than four separate nations. So all of that being said, we can if, even if you haven't read the novels, you know that FCE really understands the story, right? Because he because he put that into uh, Sokka's master. Yeah, you know what I mean. So to have two entire books 
written by this guy. He did a really good job. I want more. Even if we don't get more Kyoshi stuff, I want more Avatar novels, period. Mm-hmm. I'll take mm-hmm. – I'll take – Give me an avatar from five thousand years ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you put any, a, any fucking avatar. You give put it a to different me. name on the avatar. I'm gonna read that shit. And we'll we'll get into it later. Uh, we're we're talking about Rise, and then we're gonna follow it up with Shadows. Rise is probably my favorite of the two novels because I just love the avatar learning four element, mastering four elements. I love this story. You can fucking recycle it and repeat it as many times as you want. I'm going to be down Dude, with it. It's like I'm going to be down with it. It's like your grandma's chocolate chip cookies. She can make it a hundred times. Yep. I'm yep. always going to love it. And you it. know what? I want someone else's grandma's chocolate <laughs> chip cookies. Or you know what? I want I want grandma's tamales too. You know? I, I, I want Christmas tamales. I want, yeah. I want, I want. That's how it feels to me. That's how the avatar learning the elements feels to me. It feels like grandma's cooking. You're like, you, it's always the best, and you all, and you want all of them. You it, want all. Of them. More than anything, though, what I appreciated about these books before we get into it is that Rise of Kyoshi and the Kyoshi novels in general, both Rise and Shadow, they're not the TV Nickelodeon friendly shows oh, that you no. saw. That's what makes these novels fantastic there's is there's betrayal gore destruction blood gore blood Ooh, there's some good it's graphic it's It's graphic it's graphic and it's so great for avatar fans like you and i and if you're listening like yourself um because this this scratches that itch of what do I want like i i do want to see the gore avatar was great when i was 13 years old, right. 12 years old. Right. I want something a little bit more what, what involved. What these novels do is you realize when someone gets a, a, a rock thrown at them, they're like, it crushed his ribs and he started spewing blood. It's like, yeah, this shit killed. <laughs> they fire bent. It hit him in the face. Dead. We're like, seeing the power of bending. We're see, we're realizing the that actual it's actual. Power. It's powerful. Yes, and FCE yes. and the and the Kyoshi novels is that's a consistent theme. And we're not knocking the shows for not showing that. Obviously, they're they're cartoons and they're built to to. They're product of their environment and time. Right. This right. is an expansion on that. Even though, it's, and because it's a novel, it can say the things. That it says. Yeah, basically, long story short, don't get fooled because it says Nickelodeon on the back of the cover. No, no, no. You know what I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> There's a lot of lesbian sex in this book. <laughs> There's really not, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay. So let's get into it, man. Where are we at? So chapter let's get one. Into it. Chapter one, right off the bat. All right, man. So it starts off with uh, two characters. One is Jianzu, an earthbender. The other is Kelsang. An airbender. Uh, they are traveling around to literally everywhere at this point. They are in their travels bring them to a small, poor town named Yakoya because these two have been tasked with finding the next avatar. Avatar Karuk, uh, the last waterbending avatar, has passed away now at the young age of 33. So we know that the next avatar needs to be an earthbender. Is an earthbender. So they're, so in they're the earth searching kingdom. the earth kingdom for 
the next avatar. Now, it states in this chapter that the different nations have different ways of finding the avatar. Which is we, pretty cool because I don't think that they touched on that at all in no. the only thing they The only thing they touched on in uh, Last Airbender was they did the, the airbender test is with the toys. Because Aang says he picked the, the four toys that seemed the funnest. And they're like, no, you picked that because your past lives also picked those. Mm-hmm. The same exact toys. So now they're in the Earth Kingdom running the airbender test. And it's something like a hundred or a thousand toys I that they've laid down. I think it's a thousand down. toys. Yeah, I think it's a thousand. And Kelsang, being the airbender, lays them out in precision. Mm-hmm. They're exactly in the same order they've always been in. Um, and then also they're doing this out of desperation because no other methods have worked. It's been, it's been, it's been eight, se- seven or eight years, seven years, seven years. And no one's an found avatar. the avatar. And it also mentions in the book that the people of the earth kingdom are like losing faith in the spirits that there hasn't been another avatar identified. Cause normally it's done by now. Normally it's already been done by now. And, um, and so now they're losing faith because they're like, the Avatar has abandoned us. That's what they feel like. Yeah. And the Earth Kingdom is also in sort of chaos. I'm, maybe it doesn't get into this in the first chapter, but we can, we can, we can describe the nature of the Earth Kingdom has multiple, um, um, criminal organizations, gangs running. Just running them up. Rampant. Yeah. Rampant. Yeah. Because there's no Avatar around to bring balance. Specifically in the Earth Kingdom, too. Uh, well, not necessarily, because the Fifth Nation is like Water Tribe Navy. No. They're, the they're Nation, taking over the, fifth the coast. Nation, the Fifth Nation is everybody. But they're sailors. Yeah. They they do take in... I'm sorry. We will get into the Fifth Nation <laughs> in a bit. We'll we'll dive into it. Yeah, you're right. But you're the right. Fifth Nation is 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 a pirate clan that's taking over the the waters. They're around. kind of the, at least in the book, they're like the biggest um, outlaw clan right. right now. Right. And it's representative of the state of the world. Right. Is that outlaws are starting to surface? So are up. they? Are they described as Dalphi? Are they Dalphi? Is Dalphi an umbrella term for for someone outside of the law? No, and I think the reason why is because Dalphi ho- hold a certain code to each other, hmm. and that's a Dalphi code. Whereas these pirates don't? The pirates, the Fifth Nation, is their own entity. I think Dalphi is specific to Earth. They're Dalphi. literally called the Fifth Nation. First of all, let's address the fact that they call themselves, this pirate group calls themselves the Fifth Nation. Such a great fucking name, Super dude. Super dope. As soon as I said, the, as soon as I read the Fifth Nation, I was like, this is going to be a good fucking book. So we're getting a little ahead, but I want to say the Fifth Nation's called the Fifth Nation. Like you said, it's just waterbenders or no it's not you're right it's everybody it's everyone they are the outcasts of all the nations they'll take in anyone they're representative of a world without the avatar which but they're a united which is also a progressive thought when you think about it they were i mean when you look at Korra and they have republic city that's what the fifth nation is doing they're like no we're not divided we're all one people and they just take the impoverished or, or the outcasts of society and, and they say you're welcome here among us. Yeah, that's basically what and, it is. But but the problem is 
they do awful deeds. Yeah. They're 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 pirates. They're scoundrels. They're out for themselves. Yeah, they're out for themselves. But at the same time, they do have a good motive of being like of of taking in the outcasts of all societies and becoming one. We are the fifth nation. No, we we transcend the elemental nations. We were one. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you can bend, right? Or if you can't bend, and even even in uh, oh, I mean, later on in the series, when the founding of Republic City, as as told in uh, the the promise, and and then you see it more in Korra, is is they do it the right way. They create Republic City as a place for all benders and all people of all nations to conglomerate, but it ain't perfect. They still have uprisings and shit amongst their own selves and uh it's the same with the fifth nation except they're more accepting of of just being baddies they're baddies no they're pirates they're pirates they're pirates and in episode or excuse me episode chapter one starts off with basically the world's in a little bit of a turmoil because they can't find the avatar Right. Right. So they're in a city of Yakoya, a coastal town, um, kind of impoverished uh, in the Earth Kingdom, looking for hopefully the next Avatar. So, and it's and it's funny because they talk about how the Earth Kingdom, their way is they literally have it's a it's almost like a number system where they can like they can they can find the area they find a big area and then it slowly starts dimming down to where they can find it. Now they're using the Airbender one, which is and the they choice. have they have some children coming from Yukoya. One of the fathers is like, "How much do I get paid if my son's the Avatar?" And they're like, "What do you What do you mean? Like, like this is an honor. To this be should be Avatar. an honor." And he's like, "I just want the fucking money." And that kid actually picks the first air relic correctly, and then picks the second one wrong. But they're like, oh, they're so desperate, though. They're like, well, we got to at least maybe he is, you know, like what's going on? Like they're so desperate to find the Avatar. So they run through all the children in the town. And then they're like, we still haven't. They're about to close up shop. About to close up shop. They walk outside. They see orphan Kiyoshi on the the streets. (laughs) And they're like, excuse me, sorry. (laughs) They see orphan Kiyoshi and they invite her in and they're like, We'll give you a free toy. You can have a free toy. And Kiyoshi in her head is like, this is a joke. You're lying. And she picks up. Well, she thinks they're up to something because at this right, point. because she nobody, doesn't trust anyone. Nobody has given her any compassion. No, or no one. She's literally been rummaging through the streets yep, in the garbage as an yep. orphan. No one's given her anything. So she picks up, uh, like, I, I believe it's a, it's a, a clay, clay turtle duck or whatever it's a clay which is one of the artifacts of the the air nomads so they're like oh shit but because she has this distrust for people she clutches it to her arms and they're like go ahead and pick another she doesn't believe them she's like she's like no i already have this one in her head yeah she's like i have this one you're gonna take it from me so she bounces with one of the most <laughs> important air, artif- uh, air artifacts of all time. <laughs> irreplaceable. By irreplaceable. The way. <laughs> Absolutely irreplaceable. But 
So she bounces with it because she has. So you learn about Kiyoshi that she has an absolute distrust for anyone else. She has no one that she trusts. Even in her infancy, you know, even as a child, as a child, she doesn't trust. She's an orphan. And then that's really, that's really kind of the end of that chapter. It kind of ends off with chapter one. It's like, and, and I think I can't remember who it is. Jianzu and Kelsing are talking to each other. They're like, should we go after her? And I don't, I forget who, who says it, but it's like, it's like, no, she'll return. They know it. It's, it's already like literally the, the, the path destiny is already, this is the beginning of, of the story of destiny. Yeah. They were both like, no, don't like, she's an orphan kid. She'll be back. It'll, it'll all come together. Well, and one thing I think, I don't know if we touched on this yet. Kelsing and Jianzu, not only the reason why they were tasked with finding the next avatar is because they were companions of Karuk in mm-hmm. his life. Mm-hmm. So as the avatar, team avatar, they are tasked with finding the next avatar. And there's a fourth member, Heyran, but she is in the Fire Nation running the Royal Academy, Royal Fire Academy for girls. Yeah. So that's why she's not on. So Gianzu, But they're all part of she's Karuk's obligated team with something avatar. else. Yeah. Yes. So then we get into cap- chapter two. It actually skips ahead. Um, Eight years, nine years? Nine years, I believe. Nine years. So uh, where it starts off in, in this chapter is nine years have gone by. Young orphan Kiyoshi now actually works for Kelsang Kel-Sang. and Jianzu. Uh, mostly Jianzu. She works for Jianzu. Well, it's Jianzu's <clears throat> estate, but she works for... She, she, she works for Team Avatar. Yeah, but she goes. Kelsang is now her, basically adopted. Fight. Right. Well, what, so what I'm getting at is that Kiel, So what we what what ends up being revealed is that Kelsang took Kyoshi in under his wing and raised her. Yes. Now she works for Team Avatar, and she's a servant of the Avatar Manor. Yep. Avatar Manor, which is a place Zhu built for the Avatar. Yeah, Jianzu also... Nine years has passed, and they have discovered the Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and one thing to note, too, uh, the reason why Jianzu has this estate is not because of his uh, importance to Karuk or finding the next Avatar, is because he's actually a Ganjanese. Rich, hierarchical... Well, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that has to do with where he's from, more so... Jianzu has developed himself to be a very successful diplomat. Um, Jianzu legit has more power than the Earth King does, in the sense that no, that's true. Jianzu actually has knows everyone in the Earth Kingdom, has leverage, has done favors. People owe him favors. He's the actual. The Earth King has more power. When you look at him, but Jianzu is the guy that's pulling the strings. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys. He's like he he's very powerful, influential person. But what I'm saying is that that's uh, that's true. But it's that's because he was given that position as a Ganjanese because he's already in those circles. That's what gave him the. Do you think? I thought I thought I I thought the only the only mention of him being Ganjanese was people looking down on him uh like stereotyping him for being a guy no what i'm saying is i think that's what gave him the um 
relationships that he was able to, to then develop into a, a position of power. Hmm. You know, like, like uh, for instance, uh, uh, somebody off of the streets is not going to be able to rise to the level of, in the Earth Kingdom specifically, is not going to be able to rise to the level of power that a Ganganese would not be able, that, that a Ganganese would be able to. I disagree. You think so? I disagree because I'm a, I, to state my argument, I have to jump way ahead. I have to jump into book two to state my argument. Okay. Well, maybe we'll, uh, we can touch on that. Then. All right. We'll let's, touch let's, on that. Let's get, uh, we'll back, let's get back on track with chapter two. So uh, this is actually an important chapter because what happens yeah. is uh, we, we have a, a teenage Kiyoshi now, and she's actually bringing in some jar of pickled uh, kelp. kelp. Now, we had this discussion earlier. Is kelp is seaweed, right? So, like... Like, if you're eating sushi, IRL, right now, is could that possibly be kelp? Because seaweed, I it's seaweed wrap. I don't know enough wrap. about sushi. Me neither. <laughs> and I don't know enough about seaweed. But I about, feel like you're probably seaweed. right. Yeah. So, so she, is kelp a type of seaweed? Because we were like, what the fuck is pickled kelp? But it's like, at the same time, it's like, we've probably eaten it Probably before. had it. Probably had it. Anyway. So she's bringing a big jar of it in from the cup. And it's important to note, this jar is like a clay jar. It's earth. Yeah. It's earth. Yeah. Yeah, as most of them. So so she's bringing this in. Um, she starts getting bullied. She starts. So, she, I mean, we didn't remember. She's a servant of the of the team Avatar, Avatar. Manor. So she works for them. So she's bringing this back to the Avatar Manor. She starts getting bullied by a bunch of Earth Kingdom kids. In Yokoya. In Yokoya. And they're like, they're like, you're a peasant girl. You think you're so uppity because you got a job working at the Avatar. They're jealous of her, but we know the truth that you're nothing. But yes, they're jealous. That's but that's what they're giving off. They're like, the, those are like the successful girls, and they're jealous of her because she was she was a orphan peasant that got a job at at the Avatar's mansion. Now she lives in. I mean her. Her room it's kind of like is a, a small story. is a small little room, but when it's compared to Yokoya, she lives in luxury. Okay, I mean that makes sense. Right. So now these little fucking kids are jealous of her. And okay, so she's bringing this jar in mm-hmm. to this luxurious, basically. I mean, we can say it's like a palace. It's the mansion. Right? It's like a it's man- the mansion. It's, a, it's described yeah, as think- the Avatar's mansion. You're right. So not maybe not a palace. But on like so, I imagine a palace is a. I imagine a palace is the size of Yokoya. The Fire Nation's palace is the whole entire size of Yokoya. Yeah. It's a small town. Okay. Whereas this is a mansion, but yes, it has all the same features: gardens, you know, all that shit. It's a place of prestige, is yeah. what we can get to, and uh, this is where we get introduced. To Ranji. To somebody. It's very important to the rest of the book. Very important to the the whole, to Kyoshi in general. I still remember reading this to this, like, after reading all this, I still remember this moment in the series. So, like, they they do something like earthbend. They chuck the the pot out of her One of the bully kids shoots with her earthbending, shoots the clay jar. Like you said, it's important to note that it's clay so she can earthbend it. Earthbends a clay jar way up in the air and then and then kiyoshi in her head is like i have to like i can't do it i can't do it and then who shows up who well, shows up and is like earth bend it it's ranji what are you talking about did ranji Ran- say that? yeah as as it she was like 
she was like, oh, Ranji steps out, and she and Kiyoshi in her head is like, now I, now I have to do it. Yeah, that's Ranji's introduction. Oh, that's right. It's that's like right. Ranji's here now. I have to, and she's like, Earthbend it, and she's like, I can't. Yeah, and Ranji's like, I've seen you Earthbend things ten times this size before. You can Earthbend it. She's like, it's it's too small. You don't get it. Yeah, exactly. It's too small. She can't earth bend something of that's of a, the size of, of a jar. something small. So and then as it's falling, she's like is, earth bend this. it. Yeah, I love this scene because what happens is Kyoshi realizes that she's not able to earth bend it, and so she and it's gonna come crashing down on Ranji, and she jumps on Ranji, and they end up falling to the ground together in in, in each other's arms. And the the pot of pickled kelp, what happens? It actually does not end up crashing to the ground. What? This is where we're introduced to another important character, Avatar Yu. So the pot is hovering above them. They look up. It's hovering there. And now, first of all, Kiyoshi was like, shit, Ranji's here. I have to do something. And now that they're tackled on the ground, and when they see that hovering jar of pickled kelp, they're like, now we're both in fucking trouble. Because <laughs> Avatar Yoon... The Avatar has showed up. Is sitting s- there. To save our ass from this and, jar. And he... <laughs> Avatar Yoon is charming. He's sitting there like, y'all looked like you needed some help. I'm pretty sure in the book it has him like nonchalantly leaning up yep. against a wall. Yeah. Or, or something. Or I think he came over from like a rooftop. Yeah. I think he was sitting... Like and he's like just chilling there. Yeah. And I'm like... In immediately, I'm like, this guy has game. He's looking at these two girls like, what's up, babies? <laughs> he's like, and they're both like, oh my god, so embarrassed. And he's like, hey, babies, how hey, you what's doing? up, ladies? Now, as the reader, I think the chapter ends is like, is like, oh, like Kiyoshi is looking. It's the Avatar. Obviously, us as the readers, we know Yoon, this guy we just got interested introduced to isn't the avatar yeah. we know kiyoshi is well as a reader and a big takeaway that is going to be important for the relationship later in the book and throughout the the next book as well is that and i, I think this is funny if, once you read both of them you'll understand that ranji scolds kiyoshi for her lack of control mm-hmm. and just ranji scolding kiyoshi for something is a common theme that we're going to be seeing throughout the rest of the book also hey clark do you play pie show do I play Pi Show? So this is the first <laughs> reference we have to Pi Show in the in the novels. And it's an I'm gonna tell you this now. It's an ongoing theme throughout the novels that Kiyoshi is not good at playing Pi Show. Not only is she not good at Pi Show, but that's how people that are in the White Lotus introduce themselves to Kiyoshi in Correct. a way. Correct. And it it speaks to her character because we learn that Kiyoshi is not a diplomat, is not uh, a politician, can't speak correctly. We're going to get more into this. She's not very articulate. But that, that, the, the fact that she doesn't play Pai Show is, um, the cat is the, is the, um, like, it's like the theme of that because Pai Show is a very intric- intricate strategic game. Which Kyoshi is not. Is not. She's like, she's like, why can't I just ground and pound? Yeah. And Pai Show isn't like that. 
and for uh, the listeners that don't know, Pi Show is a is a made up game in the Ad- Avatar universe. It's uh, probably most similar to uh, Mahjong, Mahjong, which is a Japanese or Chinese tile game, um, or chess or checkers. Chinese checkers. It, yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's like that, and it's very strategic. Well, and we see Kiyoshi has they... no fucking skill in it well, at all, and we see that or no interest. Not in it. very delicate and strategic, nope. even nope. in the way that she's not able to earthbend this pickle jar, right? This kelp jar. Right, you know what I mean. Like so, it's it's a very it's a very it's, it's referenced very frequently throughout the comic, yep, or throughout the novel. And then we're going. So that's really basically the end of chapter two. Going into chapter three, um, what do we have in chapter three? Chapter three is um, he ran stumbles upon uh, Ranji. Oh, hey, I'm just gonna address this. Rangi Ranji. <laughs> the only name we know how to pronounce pronounced correctly in this series is Kiyoshi because it's stated. <laughs> okay. So yeah, y'all can butcher us Rangi, Ranji, Kelsang, Kelsong, Janzu, Jinju. I don't know. I do we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. We have no idea. Wait till we get into book two when you hear <laughs> like believe me, there's a lot of names we don't know how to fucking pronounce. I, so, I read it as get, I read it as wrong, Rangi, but I say it now as Ranji. So my brother-in-law Ian has been listening to the audiobook, and apparently the the um, narrator or whatever, how do you say that? The person that's reading the audiobook yeah. met with FCE, and so her pronunciations pronunciations are the correct ones. Okay. So that being said, he says um like like we'll get in later about Lao Gi. He's like Wa Jia, like <laughs> and I'm like that's I'm like nope, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. Lao Gi is a real one, dude. Uh, chapter three. So we have He Ran comes into the fight. So He Ran is is uh, stumbles upon uh uh Ranji Kiyoshi and Yoon. All together in this courtyard, they're all the same age, seventeen. Um, well, he ran, ran he ran, whatever. He ran. I don't fucking care. She comes in, and she's the disciplined mother of Ranji. They're both very skilled firebenders. And as we said earlier, she's part of Karuk's team avatar. Correct, correct. And she stumbles upon this, uh, scolds, scolds uh, Yoon. For being lackadaisical, being fun, you know, he's enjoying himself right now. And she's like, you're reminding me of Karuk. You're just being... Having way too much fun. Yeah, carefree, not giving a shit about your responsibilities. And that hurts Yoon because Yoon's like, what do you mean? I've been training with you, with with Janzu, with Kelsey. I've been training with all of you so much. I can't have this one goddamn moment. Uh, of you know just normal kid behavior teen behavior and then also which is very typical of like fire nation uh custom custom you know like very serious all the time well this is also uh he ran's reaction to this is 
is giving us that confirmation that we've always had about Fire Nation customs. It's reinforcing that. Mm-hmm. That they're very strict, very about honor. Um, well, and that's why Zuko's so beholden and almost like a slave to his honor. For so A slave to his honor. But then you see, you see Iroh as the opposite to... Iroh has the opposite of... Hebron, Zuko, Rongi's honor. He he has the opposite approach. He says, I find my honor through the freedom of my mind. Of my you know, and that's what he teaches Zuko throughout the series. Mm-hmm. His honor is not is not what other people make of him. His honor is brought to his honor can only be made with with yourself that's iroh's yeah. philosophy and and ranji and and heyran are they're, the opposite of yeah that. and they're more they're ancient firebend that this is the old way your that honor the is your honor is only as valuable it's only valuable if it's perceived from other people right whereas we only see and it's iroh that changes that honor for the fire nation completely because he teaches it to Zuko, and Zuko changes so the meaning of having what honor. We're seeing honor is, is truth in oneself. Yeah, what we're seeing is traditional Fire Nation yes, custom. Yes, with with Heyran. Dude, nice. Yes. Well, well, yeah, there we go. We got so long for a high five, but we'll make it work. <laughs> um, what else I do I have here? Um, Jianzu comes out, starts drawing a pie shell board in the dirt, which I thought was sick. He was do you like, think he, he drew like, it or do you think he earthbent it? Does it say? Oh, he definitely fucking earthbent it. Why would he draw it? In the fucking <laughs> He's an earthbent. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so he comes out to address all of them now. And he's like, Yoon, we need to talk. Boom, whips up a pie show table. They start discussing politics now or their next move as him being the avatar over, over pie show. And he tells them about Tagaka. The leader, the pirate leader of the fifth, na- so fifth nation. So while we're on the subject of Pai Show, the reason why Yoon has been determined to be the next Avatar. Uh, we're not there yet. Well, no, but, but it, it gets into it. Is in this chapter? No, but it gets um, my ne- chapter five. It's okay. We're on chapter three. I really want to. You want to save that? Okay, yes, we'll save yes, it later yes, in this yes, That's okay. So bad. So bad. Okay. Let's get into chapter four. So chapter four, um, this is honestly one of my favorite chapters in the book because basically we're brought back to reality. Of, oh, there goes of, gravity. <laughs> of uh, Kiyoshi's current predicament. Mm-hmm. She is a servant girl. Yes. And so she's in the kitchen right now with Auntie Moi? May? Auntie Moi? May. No, I said, it's not May. It's Moi. M U I. Moi. Moi. And uh, Auntie Moi is kind of like the headmistress of the. And they're the hosting service. a party that's kind of last minute, correct? Yeah, it's it's something that they're all scrambling to get together. And they're, they're hosting it for the governors of the Earth Kingdom, whatever. Um, I think. I think this chapter is the first they mentioned uh, Bei Fong. Lu Bei Fong is a head governor. Like the great-great-grandfather of, of Toph. Toph. You know, yes. Uh, but Bei Fong has been around forever. And we know that from 
the last Airbender series. She can she can put her seal on that on that transit um, and yeah. just get. They're like, oh my god, the boar of the Bayfongs. So what She's we're like, learning yeah. is that the Bayfong family has been powerful for a long time. For a long time. And they're in the kitchen, and uh, Kiyoshi's helping get everything ready because she's a servant girl. Kelsing is actually there with her, and she's like, "Kelsing, what are you doing here? Why aren't Why aren't you like getting ready for the party with with uh, with Yoon and, and and everybody else?" And uh, it's because uh, John Jianzu, in Kelsing's words, banished him to the kitchen because he felt right. like Jianzu's airbending or being an air nomad was distracting Avatar Yoon from mm-hmm. his earthbending. Right. So he's like, you need to go away for a bit. Right. And th- what's important and about And obviously, this- obviously, Avatar Yoon is an earthbender, but he's failing in all other elements because he's not actually the Avatar. So, like, that's what they're worried about. They're, they're like, like, he hasn't picked up need any other element. Yeah. And okay. but, but, but really what we're seeing here is that there's a rift that has been created between Avatar Karug's team Avatar. Right. We're seeing... Between- we're seeing that Jianzu has established himself in a hierarchical kind of leadership role and has yep. and has pushed away. Jianzu has taken Jianzu. control. Uh, uh, what we see, Kelsang is pushed out, but he ran being noble and honorable is sticking next to Jianzu. Yeah, because Definitely. that's her duty. That's her duty. And so, so Kelsang's in there, and Auntie Moai or. Moy, Moy. <laughs> I'm I gonna say. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna say on TV. M O Y Moy. No, it's it's M. No, it's M U I. Oh, but right. I'm saying the way you should. I think the way it said is M O Y. Okay. Moy. Well, you get the point. You know, Auntie Moy. You get the point. <laughs> that was a stretch. That was yeah. a bit of a stretch. <laughs> and uh, Auntie Moy. Is uh is like okay everybody poem time time for poetry and if you've ever worked in a kitchen you kind of know where this is going right so the chef starts <laughs> to to Auntie Moy's chagrin the chef says oh you want poetry starts spitting bars and it's like an old sailor's tomb and it's like a raunchy sailor's yeah. tomb like like. Like the, what? What are you gonna draw? What are you gonna drop? On have right you now? <laughs> have you ever worked in the kitchen and like like the server's like, can I get extra ranch? And then the cook is like, like, baby, you want some extra ranch? I gave it to you last night. Blast your chance. Uh, like <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> like, what like he's like. being raunchy and like yeah. And she's like, no, no, stop it. Kiyoshi starts laughing. Even I think Kelsang starts laughing. Like he's like, because he thinks it's funny that Moy is like, no, stop. And and it's a like, it's a comical situation. Yeah. But what's important the about this scene? The people in the kitchen start chanting in, and then they're like, Kiyoshi, your turn, your turn. And she spits some bars. I actually, she. So what she does is she re, she what recites. What chapter is this? This is chapter two, or excuse me, chapter four. Uh, what she does, are you going to look it up? You Do you know it? the name of the chapter? I don't know. Um, what she does is she ends up reciting a poem that Karuk actually wrote. Right. Kelsang is actually right. is in so, the kitchen with them. So she hops in and she's slapping down dough, prepping. Yeah. And she's slapping down the dough with the beat of the song and, start, and she spits a line. And then Kelsang wraps her by the arm. After she says it, 
he grabs her by the arm and he's like and she says you're hurting me stop stop and he's like he he breaks her flesh with her fingers and then he he lets go and he's basically and he's like, like oh my god say? oh my god yeah. and then he pulls her away that's the end of the chapter and then he takes her he takes her away and he's like i'm so sorry but what you just said karuk that was a poem Karuk told to me about Heyran, but he only told that to me. There's no way in hell anyone in the world knows this. You just spat it off the top of your head. He's like, then Kelsang realizes, he says, Kiyoshi, you're the avatar. And it becomes their secret together. They have to keep it secret because... Well, because they're not one hundred percent sure. Well, so what Kelsey goes on to say is that he doesn't want to be too brash in his judgment about this because right. they were. If he's right about this, then that means he was wrong about Yoon. Right, which would sow chaos into the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, because it would make Zhu look bad. Who Zhu is a political figure in the Earth Kingdom. Something that we kind of skimmed over is that Zhu has used Yoon as kind of a pawn in in expanding his power right right so if yoon is not the avatar but everything jianzu has set up to this point is then nullified also what we find out in this chapter is kelsang admits to kiyoshi they're like we didn't find yoon based on any of the four nations tests we found yoon based right. on pai which i was trying to get into earlier but right. you're right this is where right it happens. this is where it gets yeah. in and it turns out Yoon, Avatar Yoon. We're going to refer to, honestly, Up I'll refer to this point. Yeah. We're going to refer to him as Avatar Yoon. And I still do it, even when we get into uh, other stuff. Uh, <laughs> when you realize he's not the Avatar. But uh, he played Karuk's same style of Pai Show, same strategy. Move for move. And Karuk was a master pie show player so it's not just like he was playing some basic strategy no karuk knew how to play to like he he could best the best he was the best pie show player and they said they said oh this looks like a young poor kid scamming people but what he was doing was drawing random tiles out of a bag and destroying and beating people for money and they're like, he's playing Karuk's strategy. So they didn't find him with traditional um, Avatar tests. Well, and as we said they earlier. They saw Karuk's style of playing Pai Show they were in so, him. They were so desperate. Right. That, that That's what they went with. They're like, let's just roll with it. Yep. And now, Kelsang just saw. He saw basically the same thing. Hold on. Let me finish this thought. No, you're good. He yeah. saw basically the same thing in Kiyoshi right now. Instead of seeing, like, what he saw at first was, oh, that's Karuk's Paisho playing method. But then he saw something further. Is like, you just spoke Karuk's word out of your mouth. Word for word. Word for and, word. And, and he was like, where did you learn that? Very coincidentally enough, Kelsang was... The only person in the room that understood that. Right. That was something that's always been... That's honestly a big gripe for me about Kiyoshi. I was like, 
it really just so happens the actual avatar is the servant girl in this fake avatar's house. Uh, that, I don't think that's a bad thing. I thought that was really mm. convenient. Well, okay, but they still have a story to make. There's still a story. You're right. You know what I mean? I'm not mad about it. I did think that was really convenient. But this is how, sometimes this is how things play out. Yeah. You know, like how how convenient is it that Sokka and Katara happen to stumble upon Aang? Okay. You know, just a few weeks before Sozin's Comet? Like, come on. Not a few weeks. A few months. No, a year. Was it a year? It's a year. Like, Avatar, The Last Airbender is a year. Oh, you know, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're so, right. a year before. Yeah, I mean, it, you can you can say that it's awfully convenient, but at the same time, it makes for a really fucking good story. Yeah, it does. It's good storytelling. So then, Kelsang and Kiyoshi decide to keep this secret because it's not 100% confirmed, but at the same time... Both of them don't want it to be true, and for that reason, they know it's the truth. That Kiyoshi is the fucking Avatar. Yeah, it's kind of like, we know it's true, but we can't do it unless we have solid proof. We need one 100% poem, One poem's proof. not going to be enough. Not enough. And then she retires to her room, and someone knocks on her door, and she's like, Rangi's here to beat me up, basically. And she opens the door, and it's Yoon, instead of Rangi. And that's the end of chapter five. Yeah. So uh, we talked about earlier in the Fifth Nation. Um, and in chapter three, Jianzu says, hey, you know, we need to go meet with the Fifth Nation to kind of quell this. Right. Turmoil. Turmoil is going on with the Fifth Nation because they're, they're taking prisoners from the Earth Kingdom. They're literally right. raiding the shore. Villages. Of the, the village, villages on the shore. They're raiding them and taking all of them prisoners. Like, to the point where there's nobody left in the town. And at what point in the story, I think it's later on in the novel, but there is a point where Jiandu addresses the poverty of the water tribe. And wants to reinforce it. Wants the Earth Kingdom to fund a navy for the water tribe. Yes, that is later in the book. When he's when he's on the... This is when they come back from this. Yeah, okay. And we'll, so, we'll touch back on that later. But the, the, that's still important. And basically the predecessor to that whole conversation mm-hmm. is we need to get rid of the Fifth Nation. Because what they're doing right now is they're just raiding all of these Earth Kingdom tribes and water tribes. And taking them all prisoner. And they want Avatar Yoon to to go with them to sign basically a treaty. Right. And the Fifth Nation is willing to meet. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And who's, they're, who's they're, the leader of the Fifth Nation? It's... Uh, Tagaka. 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 K. Obviously, she's a water tribe, so her name has a K. <laughs> That's Just right. Just saying. Yeah. For some reason, all water tribe people have a K in their name. For the most part. And, uh, and and what's important about this part of the book is that Yoon actually asked Kiyoshi to go with him. Yes. Not because of their perceived uh, love affair or lack thereof or formerly, but because he wants somebody who there who's a friend, who makes him feel right. comfortable. Right. Somebody who's not a mentor or pushing him to he do He knows things. he's going to have to act like an avatar in this state. He wants someone there that he's like, I trust you. I can confide in you. I need somebody who's who's got my back as a friend. Right. And 
what we learn is that this conversation all happens in Kyoshi's chambers, and we kind of learn that Kyoshi at one point had a crush on you. Later. That's later. Dude, no, it's I not. Have I literally got it written down. I right literally here. have it written down. My 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 notes say they fucking. So I know I have it written down. Well, you wrote shitty notes because mine says Kyoshi might love you. you. Motherfucker. I'll fight you. All right, so it happens in both chapters. Okay. But, but the first introduction to it is that we basically are learning, or at least alluded to, Kyoshi has some feelings for you. A relationship between Kyoshi and you. Maybe a crush. Maybe like a little high school crush. A crush. Maybe she's just envious of him. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Kiyoshi wants to be the avatar. Ooh. JK. But for real? <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically the end of the chapter six. So now we're going into... Chapter seven's a big one, dude. It kind it, of is. It's a big one. It kind it's, of is. There's not only, like, it's literally a long ca- chapter. Oh, I love chapter seven so, for one purpose in particular, and I just can't wait till we get to it. So let's go. Let's we'll go. get to it. <laughs> so chapter seven is they are traveling to the uh, South Pole. Correct. This is where the meeting. Right. They're going to meet the fifth nation and uh, mo- mo- most importantly, Tagaka. The leader uh, the of the leader fifth nation. The leader of the fifth nation. They're going down to the South Pole. To meet them uh, while they're on their way there, Kiyoshi's asleep on Peng Peng, right? Peng Peng in this in the first novel is Peng Peng, um, and she dreams of black hooded figures that she recognizes. It's her parents. It, the novel alludes that she knows these figures. It's her parents that she despises. Yeah, uh, for, like a for of them, abandoning or? her. Is it a dream or like a vision? Or? It's a dream and a vision. Um, and Peng Peng, she has Peng, a Peng vi- being uh, Avatar, or excuse me, uh, Kel Sang's uh, Air Bison, Sky Bison. Correct. So when she comes out of the dream, um, Kel Sang explains to her that, and this is the first time we've gotten this. So the term Team Avatar is actually like avatar lore canon like kelsing's like no karuk had his own team avatar it was kelsing Zhu. he ran and then and then he's like it's the the avatar is typically dressed with people that are surrounded by them they they typically have a group which is really interesting because like team avatar sounds like um i don't know like a modern name or like something we've only heard in the last airbender and then and then they bring it up they bring it up in um cora they're like we're our own team avatar so you think it's made up but no it's actually terminology and like tradition tradition that the avatar surrounds themselves i wonder who like yang chen's team avatar team avatar was you know i do i want to see and especially because oh damn it i shouldn't say it i would say i would say because we know what we know about yang chen is she's a very um physical avatar physical world avatar so she probably had a lot of people that would come to her aid yeah yeah mm. well, maybe we'll get a novel on that fce 
you know, hey. I'm all about more Kyoshi, <laughs> Italy. There's 200 and something years for, of Kyoshi for, we can have. For, listen, for, I mean, Halloween's coming up. What I'm thinking about doing is diving myself in the gut. It's a good idea. Taking my blood. Yeah. Doing the Avatar Kyoshi makeup. Mm-hmm. And then when I show up to like a party, people are like, oh my God, Ricky, you're bleeding. <laughs> I'm like, no, bitch, I'm Avatar Kyoshi. <laughs> And then I'll have one beer, and I'll be like, please take me to the hospital. That's a good idea. <laughs> I think that'll be a that. really great night. <laughs> and, then, and then the alcohol will hit me faster because I'm losing blood. Yeah, so like, I can drink like two beers and be wasted because I've lost like a quart of blood. I can see that you've really thought this out. It's, it, dude, it's so smart. <laughs> and I'll look just as cool as Avatar Kiyoshi. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I'll start the night with the headdress on. And progressively, I'll get bloody. Well, I mean, one thing needs to be clearly stated, and that's that you obviously have to do this on stilts, right? Well, right. I need to be at least a foot taller. Yeah. Seven foot Uh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. God, honestly, (laughs) I'm going to throw it out there. Avatar Kyoshi might be like my waifu. Are you going to get a body pillow? <laughs> a seven-foot body pillow? I'm not doing a body pillow, but <laughs> if I saw, like, 6'11 Avatar Kiyoshi, she's like... Why 6'11? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how tall she is. Like, not seven foot. She is like, I just, I just killed Jin the Great. I'd be like... Jin? Jin the Conqueror, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, this is a big chapter, though. So they're going to the Southern Water Tribe to meet... Kel Singh explains to you the Avatar, which I really like that this has been... This has always been a thing, that the Avatar is never alone. The And as a matter of fact, the Avatar needs trainers, teachers, people beside him, people that he trusts. There's no one bigger than Team Avatar. When you think about it, there's there's uh, politicians in the Earth Kingdom, the Fire Nation, whatever. The Avatar presides over all of those. And not only that, he has people. So, like, Aang can sit in on a Fire Nation council meeting, but Katara, the whole time, can be talking to him on their way there. Katara can be giving him counsel, giving him counsel, and then he shows up at the meeting. Giving them. so, really, this team avatar is legitimately a powerful political and bending influence in the world, which is they're all powerful. Which weapons. is kind of why Kyoshi's bullies earlier in the book were like so envious of her because she's even remo- not because she was part of Team Avatar, but because she was even near them. Right. It, right. it speaks to their power. Uh, influential you know their influence on the world and it's it's cool to see like like you're saying it's cool to see that this is not a new thing it's yeah. not new to it's not new to kiyoshi it's not new to karuk it's always been that way it's always been that way pretty dope um i think that's it for where are we at oh no no it's definitely not it for chapter seven no chapter seven goes hard dude yeah chapter chapter seven goes Goes real hard, bro. So what? What else do we got? So they meet up with Tagaka. Tagaka. It sounds like Kaka. <laughs> well, especially after you know you've had a few drinks like we have yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> the the, uh, the words start to uh, 
slur a little bit. Why is the the Southern Water Tribe not clever with names? The Water Tribe is like K. We're putting K in the name, no matter what it is. Yeah, we've yeah we yeah it's it's definitely an ongoing. I'm Ricky. It's a cultural thing. I'm Ricky. I already have a K in my name, so I'm good. You're Oskin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or Clark with a K. Clark with a K. <laughs> so so they're going to meet with the Fifth Nation. And, and the leader of the Fifth Nation is Tagaka. Yeah. And she She's a waterbender. She's a waterbender. She pulls up as they meet, she goes, she goes, Let's meet at the table. She starts waterbending an ice table up. And she's like, sorry, I'm no, a little... it's not an ice table. It's stone. She, They brought in a stone to, to, to ride on. I don't think so. I think you're wrong. No, because... Uh, uh, no, ends up- she, Tagaka, whips up an ice table. And she's like, sorry, my my waterbending is a little, a little amateur. And she like she's like sloppy, and she whips up this table. Then what does Yoon use to block her blow? We'll get to it. So they start discussing. Actually, this is before all of that. They just start discussing um, politics. They're really nice to each other. And and Yoon even compliments her. She's like, he's like, good job destroying whatever, whatever, Dalfi group. Whatever their name was. He's like, you destroyed them. She's like, I know. She invites them back to dinner. That's when Kiyoshi realizes there's servants there. Those are the enslaved people from the Earth Kingdom. Oh, that's right. Tribes. Yeah. Villages. Mm-hmm. And then and then they're all having a fun time. This is also when Kiyoshi and the entire crew with you realizes that they aren't there just to sign a treaty. They're actually spending the night. They're spending the night. Their Tagaka's crew is welcoming them, obviously, giving them food. And she's like, she's, they play Pai Show together, Tagaka and Yoon. Yoon wins. She's like, wow, really respectable. She was like, I thought you were here to assassinate me. And he's like, no, I would never. And and then she's like, oh, okay, then why would you bring the Butcher of Zulu Pass with you? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, Kiyoshi is like, what? And and Yoon's like, what? Who? And she's like, oh, yeah, John Zhu is a murderer. And she she's like, yeah, you you took over and you had all you took a, a thousand prisoners. You had 500 of them dig their own graves for the other person. You said 500. You took half of them and said, dig the graves for your counterparts, for your for your own men. And I'll spare you. Whoever digs the fastest will be spared. This is coming from Jianzu. This is coming from Tagaka. No, I mean, Jianz is the one that said this, right? He's the one that yes, said, dig yes. your own graves. Dig your own graves. And then, so, 500 men dug graves for their their counterparts, for their countrymen, whatever, for their fellow soldiers. And then, 
Johnzu buried all of them. Yeah, he so the 500 that were digging the trenches, he just ended up closing it over them. Yes. And buried a thousand people. So they and dug killed them. their own graves. He is the butcher of Zulu Pass. And then she calls out, Hey Ran. She's like, You, the headmistress of uh the Royal Fire Academy for Girls. She's like, You're without you have sin too. Because everyone that's ever that's ever um Challenged you? Challenged your authority. Mm-hmm. You accidentally murdered Nani Kai, didn't you? And then Kelsang, the reason why he was banished, you find out he was banished from the air temples is because he was a very powerful airbender and the Fifth Nation came to invade the one of the air temples. And it's actually Tagaka's grandfather that was in it and he whipped up a typhoon which is super cool by the way it's amazing and honestly that's like these benders are very powerful that's why they were on karuk's team avatar because when you think about an airbender that whips up a typhoon destroys a fleet of ships they drowned and died that's how tagaka's grandfather died he died because of one, because of Kelsang, he whipped up a typhoon and killed not only him, but his whole fleet. You only see this power from the Avatar. So that's how you know these are very powerful benders. Well, you especially don't see it from an Air Nomad. No. At least, never. At least that level of death and destruction, right? Right. Like, y- you can expect it from an Earthbender like Jianzu. Right. You can expect it from a fire academy teacher. And Kelsang has shame. So, like, literally, that's the... There's none without sin in this crew. It wouldn't be... The fact that Kelsang is still alive is, uh, like, kind of astounding. Because him as an airbender being shunned from the temples... Having an arrow on his head, being shunned from the temples, it wouldn't surprise me if an air nomad took his own life after that happened. Kind of like an honor thing. Like, like honorably was like was like I've been disposed. I was in the wrong. I did this. I shouldn't have done this. And then like like samurai took his own life because mm-hmm. that's very airbender. Like you know they're mm-hmm. so about about the peaceful nature. Of their being. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Kelsang had took his own life after being uh, dispatched from So instead, the what Kelsang did was uh, assign himself wholly to the Team Avatar of Karuk. Right. So now that he's been dis- dispelled from the he's Air Nomad culture, yeah. he's like, well, I'm already in it. I'm already... Might as well ride I'm it out. out. Yeah. I'm sticking with Karuk now. Yeah. And then, so this is... So this is the first time Kiyoshi and Ranji hear about this. And you. And you. Yep, correct. The kids. Yeah, this is the first time that they're hearing that their mentors are not these, like, 
super spiritual, super like perfect people that they have grown right. to know. Right. They have a history. Right. And I think it's important to realize this because it's it plays into how Kiyoshi grows as the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Is that she realizes that nobody is perfect, and everybody's going to have something that they have to deal with, and which is actually touched in in Shadows with with Jimpa. But you know, we'll get there when we we're going to dive into this more. But this is the catalyst. This, this is, is the, the first, first week here yeah. that. Of why Kiyoshi is the way she is. Mm-hmm. She has learned lessons that everyone you see in your life is perfect is not perfect. Mm-hmm. And she has to grow and accept herself as not perfect in order to be the correct, to be an avatar. She has to learn that being an avatar doesn't mean perfect. So. Then the next morning comes and it's time to sign the treaty. Right? It's time to sign the treaty. Now, now Tagaka whips up a glacier table and she says, I'm sorry, I'm a rough, I'm still rough at bending. Makes a whatever workable table that everyone sits down at. And they come up with a, with a decision amongst themselves. Uh, one where Tagaka is happy, one where Yoon is happy. And then what happens is out of nowhere, a pillar of ice comes out, a spike, and penetrates fucking sp- spikes Master Amok. <laughs> which Master Amok, which we didn't touch on earlier, Master Amok is the uh, waterbender teacher for Yoon. Yes. He doesn't really have any relevance in the book at all up until this point until he's this literally scene right introduced here. just to die. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is dude, this is so funny. And because- and before this, he he has blue eyes because he's a waterbender. He puts like snake venom or some bullshit eye drops in his eyes and turns them green. So he looks like an earthbender. And Tagaka <laughs> spears him and she's like, You think I wouldn't recognize one of my own? One of yeah. my own people. I love this is in such FCE writing style. <laughs> Cause what happens is Kiyoshi hears basically like somebody getting impaled with something. And he's she doesn't gurgling. Know what and he's gurgling blood. Blood for like dying behind her. And it's like <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> it's like it's like master she's like, I heard a gurgling. It was Master Amok. He's, He's dead. dead. <laughs> and it's like, moving on. It's like, but that's such a, that happens so often in this book. There's like, yeah. he's dead. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> it's Kiyoshi's process of death is so satisfying. There's no, there's no like moment to like. Nope. There's nothing like the where you can like, oh, let's think about this. What is the importance of this? No, it's just like, here he is. He's dead. Moving on. All right. On to the next. What happens next in the book? Right. And so, what, what the 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 reason why uh, the leader of the Fifth Nation does this is Tagaka. Tagaka does this is because and she there's other like, waterbenders underneath this glacier. Well, right she, oh, the reason why she does this though is because she feels like everything up until this point has been a ploy. It, it this has been her plan the whole time. 
And it's been she's she's tricking Avatar Yoon the whole time. Yeah. She just killed one of his teachers right in front of his face. Well, and strategically, she killed And the then only, everyone she else killed the only waterbender. Every yes. She's like, yeah. And because the, no one else can bend here. Yeah. Well, except for a firebender. Well, and what we or neg- an what we neglected to mention was like they're out on a glacier. Maybe we didn't mention it. I don't, I'm not sure. But what, but, but what happens? So they're out on a glacier. There's no earth around them. There's nothing that anybody else can bend besides. What the point well, is is that the earth or the waterbenders have the advantage right here. Right. So and she then, kills and then the only waterbender. Kiyoshi, everyone else gets su- like there's waterbenders underneath the glacier that drag all the masters down. Yeah. And Kiyoshi gets stuck because she's so big. Kiyoshi gets stuck waist high. <laughs> That's right. They they built a hole, and she was like, <clears throat> and she's like, I can still do stuff. Yeah, you know, she's taller than everybody like, else. So they were like, they're like, God damn it, get down! And she was like kicking them in the face. She's like, fuck you! And she broke out because she was too big. And then and then she chased down Tagaka, who's now um, Yoon. What he did? We skipped over this. So so. Tagaka plays her play, kills uh, Amak, traps the other masters, but then draws her swords and, and goes to strike Yoon. Yoon goes for the only earth that's around, and he smashes into the ink tablet that they're writing on. Uh, and that's it right. gloves it's around him. It's not the table, it's yeah. the tablet. Yeah, so it's, yeah. A, it's a glove of earth. It's, a, it's like an ink and he grabs and he smashes into it, blocks the sword with his earth hand that he just made out of this ink tablet. And what's important about this sword that Tagaka has is that it's the same Ashan. style of sword that Zo- or that uh, Sokka gets right from from his master Piendal. And yeah, that's the ty- type of it's sword a, they're it, describing. Yeah, it's a style of sword. So right. so visually we know what the sword looks it's like. It's called a Jean Jean, I don't know. What is it? J I N G. J I A N. Jean. Oh, that's right. I feel J-I-A-N. like it's like Jean or something like that. Yeah. And she she has one of these swords. And yes. and goes to strike Yoon. He blocks it using the tablet, the materials from the tablet. He earth bends it into a glove. Blocks the hit. Eventually though what happens is she captures Yoon. She's taking him back to her ship, and Kiyoshi is like, no. Well, she captures Yoon because he's not a real, he's not the real He's avatar. not the real avatar. He can't bend anything else. And then, so, Kiyoshi's chasing her down, and she's like, no, you're not going anywhere. And then Kiyoshi brings Earth up. From the seabed. To the seabed. Yeah, from the seabed. And then, it, it's breaking Tagaka's ship's. Like, like she has, you know, probably a small fleet, so probably like ten ships. I think Gianzu describes it later in the book as she brought a mountain up from the ocean, and and Tagaka is like, "Who the fuck are you?" And like at this point, Kiyoshi is exhausted. She did it, but she's exhausted. Tagaka is about to stab her. It took all of the all that she had, yeah. to summon that rock, yeah. Just to bring anything that she could use against her up mm-hmm. to the surface. And then Tagaka's like, who are you? 
And Ronji's like, Kiyoshi duck. Kiyoshi fucking goes prone. Boop, boop, boop. Fucking Ronji and Hiran just start fucking murking on Tagaka. Yeah, because they're the only ones that can bend, really. They're at, right, right, yeah, now. yeah, out of there. And, and I love it. And it's like, like, Rangi's face is, is like spilling blood. From what though? What what caused the blood? Who knows? Something from the fight. Some okay, so something breaking out of the ice or whatever it may be. In this battle, in this battle, Tagaka is about to mark Kiyoshi. Rangi and Kyo and Hebran come over to the top. Rangi's like Kiyoshi, head down. Boop. Kiyoshi goes prone. They start, start throwing some fire, some fire blasts. Fire blast, bro. Rangi has blood streaming down her face. And before this, we saw we saw Rangi like basically have a romantic time with Kiyoshi the night before. So this means more like this means honor right now and defense and and power because it's her and he ran. Them firebending at a goddamn pirate scum means the most they mean to bring honor to their family they're representing the avatar it means more to rangi rangi than it does he ran because now rangi loves the is in love with the avatar even though she doesn't know it yet yeah she's in love with she's falling in love with kiyoshi so not only is she have to defend her friend Right, but she has to defend somebody that she actually not only does it deeply care do, about. Not only does she have to defend her honor with her mother at her side. That's a good point. That's a good way to put it. That now she's defending Kiyoshi, who she deeply cares about, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like so she's 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 not only defending. She's going the hard. She's going hard right now. Yeah, she's not only defending her honor. She's also defending somebody that she's starting to love. Right. Not even just as a friend. Right. Is what we're finding out. Right. We're starting to see some develop in a physical sense, but not physical between each other, but like right. physical in combat. And it's uh, and what so what ends up happening is what what ends up happening is basically what ends up happening is Tagaka's fleet gets destroyed. Yeah. First of all, Kiyoshi destroyed it. On her own, like half of the fleet on her own. She brought a mountain out from the yep, sea. Yep, and destroyed it. And then the Fire Nation Navy, the Fire Navy, came in too to attack and destroyed the rest of it. Yeah. So Tagaka got ganked. And basically, how it ends up, what ends up happening after this is it doesn't really go into too much detail about it, but basically, what ends up happening is uh, uh, Kelsang ends up getting hurt. And they end up coming back to like basically like a hospital or an infirmary, and and the secret's kind of out now about Kiyoshi. Now the secret's out. Everyone knows that you know what Yoon is. No one has seen this power that Kiyoshi just put out. Yeah, like it's it's not it's. Well, what ends up happening? It's is, just because it's like you're capable of that power. It brings up it brings up it brings up some questions. Yep. And then what ends up happening is Kelsing spills a bean. Kelsing spills a bean is like, 
Yeah, I think Kiyoshi's actually the avatar because she spit a verse that Karuk spit. And really, everything after that is kind of the fallout. She starts, uh, I mean, back at the back at the mansion, people are treating her like royalty instead of a servant girl. Yeah. That's how she's used to be acting. She's a servant girl, so she acts like that. And then, like, Jianzu, she approaches Jianzu, and she's like, Hello, Master Jianzu, bows to him, and he's like, You never bow to me again. Don't ever do that to me again. Yeah, like you are held at a higher. And he just said it. He just said it straight up, and she knew it was just the truth. She's like, and he was just like, "You never say that again." Yeah. And that's basically where I think we'll end it today. So what's up next on in the book though is the fallout of everything between Yoon and Kiyoshi. Yep. Sorry, we wanted to end it like halfway through the book. But, <laughs> There's so much, but to cover, we <laughs> we went so much harder than that. I'm sorry, guys, but um, we'll get you back next week. We have so much to talk about about Rise of Kiyoshi. Going forward, what we can look forward to is the fallout of Yoon and Kiyoshi and how they reconcile their disputed avatar hood Mm. because right now we aren't a hundred percent sure who's the avatar right but there is brought to question well i mean we know because we We know know. (laughs) i'm like i'm not fooled but in the book the people that are surrounding yoon and kiyoshi they have no idea yet and 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 this and the dispute between who really is the avatar really really gets deep i'm gonna put this out there right now this is episode one right Right? Yeah, yeah. If we get 100,000 subscribers. <laughs> 100,000. 100,000. Ridiculous, right? Okay. Then I'm getting a tattoo on my arm. Like a mom, the heart, you know, heart with like the ribbon that says mom. Yep. But it's going to be like Kiyoshi. Okay. I'm putting it out there right we'll now. We'll hold you to this indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. If five like years on from my now. five years from now, <laughs> one hundred subscribers, I'm getting the classic heart with the ribbon, and it says Kiyoshi. You know what? You may want to do that anyway. I'm probably gonna do it anyway, <laughs> or like an anchor, <laughs> an anchor that says, "Why'd you bring me up?" <laughs> we still got a lot to cover in the book so much well just to put this in perspective we have only reached up until this point seven out of 32 chapters right 32 i think 31 yep. 32 yeah we got a ways to go we were trying to do two episodes like half and half we did one fifth of, <laughs> of the book <laughs> yeah we started this like all right let's knock this out in two episodes and we'll be good no it's gonna be three no nope. three or five whatever uh, three for rise or t- three for rise probably we'll see yeah yeah but with that being said there's a lot to be covered thank you so much for listening i hope you join us next week for our next installment of rise of kiyoshi and then we'll do one more episode on top of that and then we'll get into shadows of kiyoshi and we're gonna have a really great time thank you so much clark we're out of here baby yip 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 yip
Thank you.